It's This Week in Bourbon, and we're back in the saddle again for 2023. And here's your headlines for January 6th, 2023. Lisa Wicker takes on a new role as CEO and master distiller of Lions Brewing and Distilling Company. A new record has been set at auction for Pappy Van Winkle 23, and Hard Truth Distillery has announced the 2022 Hard Truth Master Distillers Reserve Collections. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Get 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in this happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. Happy new year, Ryan. Happy new year. I'm glad to be in that proverbial saddle that you're talking about on the opening. Well, because we're, we're over the lull. Like, you have that... And I'm glad everybody stuck around with us. I hope you liked those last two episodes behind the pursuit. You went and subscribed to there, and you get to know more about that. But now we're back here talking about bourbon news. But it's kind of a good thing we did that, because there wasn't a whole lot of news that came out in the past few weeks. And even this, we're kind of stretching to find a few things to talk about as we as we get through here but that's just the time of the year when people they hang it up nothing's getting done for the last two weeks of the year that's just that's just no more uh bourbon bung webcams or anything no <laughs> not as so much as i know <laughs> yeah. i don't know we'll see what kind of webcam action we see for 23 it'll be interesting <laughs> that's right trending on the whiskey <laughs> trends bung bung cams bung cams <laughs> bung cams 23 <laughs> oh man well, do you have any New Year's resolutions that you're going to try to stick with? Are you one of those people that says, I don't make resolutions because I'm perfect the way it is? <laughs> I don't, I'm definitely far from perfect. I I used to do resolutions and whatnot, but I, I guess I try to like, just kind of look at big picture things and what are the things I can do weekly, monthly, and quarterly, annually to make it happen. So that's kind of what I, I do is like, look at all right, what are the things I want to accomplish, but what are the habits I need to do to make that happen? So 
that's kind of been my goal. I do, I do want to be more involved in social media. I'm trying to learn reels and all that crap, but I hate it because I hate looking at myself. So <laughs> it's like, it's kind of a conundrum. I have to get over, I guess. It's tough. It's one of those things that I did TikTok early on. I haven't, I mean, I have, I, I feel like I was a big push on what started the bourbon TikTok thing because I was there early, but I've really, I've dropped off of it. And I, it's just one of those, it takes, I think you told me earlier when you made your first IG reel, it took you an hour. I'm like, yeah, it takes a good hour to make a solid, even not even a solid reel, just even any kind of TikTok video. And most of the time I'm looking at myself going, what the hell do I even talk about? I don't even know what to talk about anymore. <laughs> And I'm like, well, who cares, you know, about what I have to say? And then I was like, like the simplest thing, like, how do I get text to change from <laughs> image to image, you know? And it's like, cause you're doing, you're like typing text. And you're like, well, I don't want it to show the whole damn video. And it's like, over, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, so I'm like Googling, getting on YouTube and watching people like, and I'm like, God, I feel like a turd watching these <laughs> other people you're so teach, old. Me, <laughs> teach me how to like bring sentences in and out and transitions. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? This is I'm like an old teeny, millennial, I'm like a teeny bopper on there. How can I press my friends? <laughs> <laughs> I do it for the likes. That's right. But it is crazy. It's like, I was looking there. I was like, God damn, it's already got 10,000 views or something. I was like, holy cow. I don't know. They promote it. That's IG and Facebook, they want to compete with TikTok. So those shorts, that's where that's where it's at. I know YouTube's doing it too, but we don't have much of a YouTube presence. But yeah, that's uh yeah, we we can't we can't spread ourselves everywhere. No. Every we got other people that do great jobs at that, you know. Mm -hmm. Mash and drum, junkies, Chad uh, and Sarah. ADHD, Chad and Sarah. Yeah, I'm sure I'm forgetting. If I'm forgetting, it doesn't mean I don't like you. I'm just an ADD and I can't remember shit. Oh, there's there's so many of them, Ryan. So I I was invited to do a a Fred, whiskey tube. Here we go, Fred. You know. oh, who, Fred? Who? <laughs> so I was invited to do this whiskey tube holiday thing, talking about end of the year and whatever. And you were only on for about five minutes, and they kept rotating through people, and they just kept bringing on new people every five minutes that are in the whiskey YouTube space. They probably had sixty people. It, the stream lasted two hours. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, holy crap, I didn't know this. There were many people in the YouTube space doing this. So there is a, there's a new whiskey YouTuber born with every new iPhone that gets purchased. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like when Nashville was adding like a hundred people per day, people are moving to Nashville. It's like <laughs> that in the whiskey world. Yeah. <laughs> that probably Wait. doesn't relate, but I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Everybody's got everybody's a a trained palate and and reviewer now. That's what it's come down to. We all live and die by who gets the sample and what are they going to think of of my bourbon. And there's there's a lot of it out there now. Not to say it's a bad thing, but there is a plethora of places to get that information. Yeah, it makes you a better educated consumer. I like it. I I don't know. I enjoy them. It's just hard to keep up with them all all the time. It's like yes. I'm like. And they they're la they last like three hours <laughs> <laughs> when they do when somebody does a live, and I'm like God bless. I'm like, you know, forty five minutes in, I'm like, oh, I'm falling asleep. You know, not because it's boring. It's just like I'm tired, and they they don't start till late. You know, it's like, and but they're I'm they sure are good. Did, I'm sure if we did this live, people would dig it too. But that's that, we 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 save that because we want a, a nice little polished turd at the end of the day to go out. That's what we want to give you all. Yeah, that's right. Polished turds. That's what we are making reels <laughs> on Instagram. All right, let's get this polished turd show on the road here. 
So our foos, f- first headline, I was going to say like foosball or something, Lisa Wicker's former employer, Samson and Surrey, the owner of Wooded Jane Distillery, which was acquired by Heaven Hill in February 2022, she announced that she would be leaving the company to go back home to Kentucky. And Wicker is me planting her distilling flag in Lexington with Alltech. Wicker will be taking the lead as the brand new role as CEO and master distiller of Lions Brewing and Distilling Company at its world headquarters in Lexington, Kentucky. Alltech is the parent company, and they're known widely for improving plant, feed, and food quality through nutrition and scientific innovation, and particularly yeast-based technology. The newly formed Lions Brewing Distilling Company now represents Alltech's global brand for all three brewery and distillery beverage entities. The company says that this new name is reflective of the business's private and family-owned nature and will enable the business to better tell its story. So I remember when she posted this on Facebook and she said, I'm now the CEO and master distiller of all this. So she's now the CEO and master distiller of Lexington Brewing and Distilling Company, which is formerly Town Branch, Dueling Barrels Brewery and Distillery, which is in Pikeville, Kentucky, and the Pierce Lions Distillery and Pierce Lions Brewery in Dublin, Ireland. She's now international. That's right. Well, good for her. I mean, we're big fans of her. I, we, she graciously came to our Oak Collection launch party, and I got a brief chance to talk to her, and I was telling her congratulations. And, I mean, selfishly, I was like, I was kind of excited about her, you know, when uh, Heaven Hill acquired, I can't remember, the parent company. Samson and Surrey. Samson Surrey, okay. And I was like, oh, Lisa's going to get to work with some Heaven Hill juice and whatnot. And I was like, it's going to be exciting. But, uh she made a good point. You know, she's like, I got Widow Jane where it's needed to be and it's good in good hands and it's time for me to go elsewhere and make my, you know, help help things there at, you know, all the places you just name. And and I'm excited for that. That I mean, she everything she touches, you know, literally turns to gold. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens there and her have her impact on it. So all good things for Lisa and that the brands that she's helping take over. Oh, for sure. And if you want to know more about Lisa, make sure you go and check out our past episode. It's episode 312. It was called From Grapes to Grains with Lisa Wicker of Widow Jane. And that's because she had a lot of hands. I should have said she had a lot to do with places like Starlight Distillery and everything like that. Uh, long other, gosh, what was it? Limestone Branch. A lot of other things before she got to Widow Jane and Red Hook and everything like that. And now she's coming back to Kentucky, which I'm sure she loves because most of her family is back here as well. Yeah, it's, it's very true. <laughs> yep. So the partnership between Matthew McConaughey and Wild Turkey has now come to an end. Long Branch Bourbon will continue along its whiskey journey, though. So Long Branch, it launched in 2018, and two years after, McConaughey was named the creative director at the Wild Turkey Distillery. And as a nod to his Texas roots, the eight-year-old bourbon was filtered through, and still, should I say, still is filtered through mesquite charcoal to give it a bit of a smoky finish while still retaining those familiar wild turkey flavor characteristics. McConaughey calibrate, calibrate, collaborated on this project with master distiller Eddie Russell, and this marked the first time that someone's signature, other than that of Eddie or his father, the renowned master distiller Jimmy Russell, appeared on a bottle of wild turkey. McConaughey has appeared in various ads to the brand, hosted charitable events, and generally been a big proponent of the whiskey. This fall, it was announced that the Long Branch Ranch was also opening an hour outside of the Austin City in the Hill Country. The word is that the split is based on the contract between McConaughey and Wild Turkey coming to an end, and his signature will no longer appear on the bottle, but otherwise, the packaging will remain the same. Yeah, I, was surpri- I mean, I was kind of surprised because, you know, as you said, they just made this huge investment in the you know, that property in the hill country and they had that 
wonderful, elaborate description of the experience, you know, where you take acid and mushrooms and chug log branch <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, just stare at the sky for hours on end. Yeah, kid. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, I love McConaughey's work. I've let, read his books and whatnot. Um, I'm sure, I, I don't know. I'm sure they're just, he probably wanted more money and Campari said, uh, it's probably just not worth that much to us. And we just they gave all this ways. money to Wilderness Trail. We, we can't afford you anymore. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we're 500 million in the hole right now and we got to dig it, dig ourselves out. So, uh, um, no, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're probably right. It's one of those things. It, it's a really hard to look at this because most we've talked about it before. We had that celebrities and bourbon conversation in that, that episode. And we talked about how most celebrities want their own brand because they want to own a piece of the pie versus something like this. I'm sure McConaughey, I mean, if you had to guess a percentage out of his day, how much do you think he was dedicating to wild turkey? Oh, maybe 20 hours a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one and a half percent. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was kind of the way I would look at it too. If, if I was wild turkey, I said, I think we probably got what we needed out of this. Sure. We don't, we don't need to continue this on because if they're going to pay that much money to have a celebrity spokesperson, they're going to want somebody there that's going to be in the trenches every single day and helping grow the brand. And he was just there as kind of, I mean, beyond this and beyond, I think some other YouTube campaigns where he brought on surfers and some other stuff to just kind of just talk about whatever while drinking wild turkey there. I didn't see a, a whole lot else, but again, it's, I'm sure that was just part of the creative process. Yeah. And you saw beam do it with, you know, Kunis oh, yeah, there Mila for a Kunis, while and yeah. uh, trying to, hit the mainstream and maybe it did have some effect, you know, I mean, wild Turkey, I think every time I read like the Nielsen data is like up, you know, year over year. So, uh, maybe it has worked, you know, to be fair, I've, I don't think I've ever had one sip of long branch in my whiskey drinking career. So I, <laughs> it didn't work on me and I'm a huge McConaughey fan, but you know, well, not let's to go say ahead that, and that matters. Let's get you a bottle before the signature disappears because then <laughs> you know right. it's going to be worth something. Yeah, well, those fly off now. They're the last McConaughey bottles. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it takes. Yep. Well, speaking of trying to trim the fat and it kind of keeps the money in your pocket, Wild Turkey did it, but Sazerac is also doing the same because they are changing their route to market in several markets in the United States by removing... Republic National Distributing Company and going with small, local, and more beer-focused distributors in around 30 different states, including control states. Now, there's too many to list here, but the transitions are expected to be complete by February 1st of 2023. So this was, it's amazing how this becomes big news when we want to talk about Sazerac changing distributors. But as more I thought about it, it's, it's more news, not for the general consumer. And I think this deserves its own roundtable discussion that we'll get into about what's it mean for the, the distributor, what's it mean for the consumer, what's it mean for Sazerac, so on and so forth. But a lot of people got a lot of ideas going, oh, great, there's going to be more Eagle Rare on the shelves. And I'm like, okay, I don't think that's going to happen. But you look at this, and this is just a huge shakeup of maybe it's just a punch to the gut of Republic and Maybe they got too complacent with everything, but this is, it's a, it's a huge blow because I think there's like what, 700 or 2000 SKUs that Sazerac owns and now they're going to, to different places. So it's a, it's a huge pullback in regards to what Republic had. And my theory, my theory with this is that, and with anything is that this is all just to help 
get Sazerac a little bit more money. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit why is here is that because I feel Sazerac has become like Bud Light. Like anybody that owns Bud Light as your SKU, you don't have to go and do a whole lot of work. You probably make, for anybody that doesn't know, typically distributors work on a 25% margin. Well, yeah, but have, for some brand like that, you're probably down the 15. Oh, 20s. easy. And yeah. I'm sure that's exactly what Sazerac was saying is like, listen, we're going to go somewhere where we're only going to pay 10 to 15% because our stuff's going to sell no matter what. It You don't have to do any work. And I'm sure that's the way that they probably went through this. And so they're, they're going to see a lot more money at the end of the day. Well, and two, all the big brands are pretty much with either Republic or, um, uh, Southern Glaciers. Southern. And so, you know, you got all these big brands basically out competing each other and you have the distributor and it's like, how do you, you know, if you're using the same distributors and then you're starting again, incentives and all these different things. And then you're, trying to like outspend the other big brands. So it makes sense to go, you know, to somewhere smaller that it'll be like, you know, hell yeah, we'll give you all the attention you need and we'll put all our whole force behind it. The thing I worry about is that, um, you know, the, the distributors that they're going with will, I guess, ignore, you know, all cut the down, little guys that they're with, well, all or... the little guys that built them up to get them to this point. So, you know, that's what I, I, I kind of get concerned about is like, all right, don't forget who got you to the dance, but I'm sure Sazerac, you know, will be king and push him out. So that's why I'm kind of a little bit bummed about this. It's like, all right, Sazerac's just going to squash all these mid-sized brands with these other mid to small size distributors, you know, so. Well, maybe it's just going to have to have Republic do a quick 180 and they've got to break out instead of going with big brands. They got to find smaller brands, stuff that's going to help fill that void in the portfolio. Like I said, I think this is going to be a, a much larger discussion on a roundtable we can have. Yeah, we could spend an hour on this for sure. Oh, yeah. I've and, thought about it for an hour. <laughs> and I also, I reached out to Mark Brown and I asked him and I said, do you, from a, because as somebody that also owns a brand, I'm interested to know some of the motives and what you all are thinking. And he said, at this time, we're not willing to discuss more than what's on the press release. So, well, I, I did her, my due diligence. I tried. That's, that's pretty on par with how <laughs> Sazerac's conducted business. You know, yeah. nothing's, uh, everything's secret, you know, even though they're just selling whiskey and vodka, they think they're, you know, secret service. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I just want to say, first off, you know, it, the CEO of Sazerac, Mark Brown, he replied my email within, oh, yeah, minutes, within 20 minutes. So I love that. That was Brown. great. That yeah. was the greatest part. Is he still CEO? I thought he was retired. Yeah, uh, whatever it is, he still puts out his newsletter, and that's how I, yeah, I, I still get it. I thought him. he retired. So, anyways, yeah. well, we're not done talking about Sazerac. Let's keep going because in Bainbridge Township, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland, there was some police chatter. A physical fight broke out at 9.30 a.m. on December 15th outside the wine reserve as about 40 people stood in line for the store to open. The attraction? The availability of Buffalo Trace bourbon, which had been promoted on its website. And when police arrived, it was determined that two men pushed each other when one of them attempted to cut in line ahead of the others who had been waiting longer. However, at the end, no one wanted to press charges. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Yep. So uh, just, you know, police scanner stuff. Figured it was bourbon worthy. Why not? Yeah, they had nothing better going on. They're like, huh, let's handle this bourbon call. <laughs> so in, in more Sazerac news, 
It was an auction that saw mind-bending prices across the board, including a $425,000 Yamazaki 55-year-old. But now the record has been set for a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle bourbon after the hammer closed at $52,500. It's a price so high that it even surprised the auctioneers, with Johnny Fowl, he's Sotheby's head of whiskey and spirits of North America and EMEA, commenting that it went far beyond anyone's expectations as a bidding war between two buyers sent the price 16 times higher than the pre-auctioned estimate value that was originally estimated around three dollars to $4,000. The Papillon question that you're probably wondering, it's a 23-year-old family reserve that was originally released in 2008. So this whiskey was distilled well before the brand was acquired by Buffalo Trace in 2002 and is Stitzel Welly produced. There were a total of 14 bottles of Papillon for auction, and the combined sales reached nearly $400,000. There's also some other records, a bottle of Pappy 15 sold for 9,375 and the 20-year-old went for 27,500. Like the current 20-year-old? No, like I'm pretty the sure these one? these all had to be older. Stitzel Weller ones. ones, gotcha. Oh yeah. I don't think anybody's dumb enough to pay 27,500 for today's 20. If they the are, <laughs> let me know. Like I'll I'll go and I'll I'll find I'll find somebody. I'll be a broker and I'll just take a little off the top. I'm just visioning whoever owned this bottle. It's like, you know, what was that game show? Like deal or no deal? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. he's like just watching. It's like, do I take the deal? Uh. <laughs> like asking the asking the guy that's in the the shadowy figure at top of the the I don't know at the, at the top of the railing up there. Right, he's like We're hovering the over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. As you open up briefcase number twelve, that's right. Yeah, that's amazing though. I'm. What a great investment you'd have in return on that. So yeah, that'll pay for a few family vacations now. Well, depends where you go, but yeah. I tell you what, I mean, if you're looking at holding onto a bottle for close to 15, what, 13 years? Is that what it is? I can't do math very well. I mean, that's still a. That's 2003. So that would be. No, 2000, uh, 2008. Oh, to, 2008. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, it's a, it's, I'm not good at math, but that's a long time to hold onto a bottle and just never open it. But then again, heck, we find people have been finding bottles and from the seventies underneath their grandparents bars forever. Yeah, but in you 2008, know. you probably only paid 250 bucks for that thing. Oh no, you did not pay 250 For a 23? Dude, you paid maybe, maybe 125, maybe. Maybe Dude, not. when we first started, I'm pretty sure Pappy 23 was, gosh, in 2014, it had to have been, I'm pretty sure it was 180 to 230, something like that. I'm it pretty wasn't, sure it was it above 200, because, well, in 2012, I got married, and I remember going to the liquor store to buy my best man a bottle, and I was like, ah, oh, and they had all of them there, and I was like, I'm too cheap, I'm going with the 15 for 90 bucks, but they had the Pappy 23 for like 200, I think it was, so. Okay, well. But that's but that's 2012. So let's take it back four more years. That's true. Yeah. So we might be sub 200. That's that's wild. Any regardless, if you bought that thing for less than a thousand, that's <laughs> it's a good return. <laughs> yeah. It's a good return. You know, minus the buyer's premium. Other than that. Yeah. All right. Our last news story here is that Wilderness Trail Distillery has announced in its e, e newsletter that it will double its bottling production rate with the machinery upgrade that's going to be happening this month in January. The machinery is needed to enhance production because the barrel inventory of aged, ready-to-bottle bourbon and rye whiskey is doubling from 2022 to 2023. 
and the inventory is expected to double again in 2024. The current bottling line with an inline filler and corker and an inline labeler is capable of processing around 3,100 barrels per year on one shift. That's around 3,000 bottles per day. In 2023, the distillery needs to process around 5,000 barrels in the bottling line, which is around 6,400 bottles per day. Presently, the limiting factor on the line is an inline label machine, and it restricts the line to 18 bottles per minute. In mid-January, Wilderness Trail plans to upgrade a rotary label machine made by PE labelers. The new machine will allow the bottling line to run 28 to 30 bottles per minute, and new case conveyors will also be installed to enhance productivity. The new machinery will allow the distiller to meet bottling needs through 2025, running across one and two shifts. And in 2026, Wild Turkey is Wild Turkey Wilderness Trail is planning on installing a brand new bottling line, and the label machine will be redeployed to that new line. Will be capable of running up to 90 bottles per minute. Oh, those Italians—they know bottling, manufacturing. Yeah. They, I feel like every bottling machine is made from Italy. It's like every distillery you go, you go to the bottling line, like. Fresh from Italy, you know. <laughs> it's a body. <laughs> yeah. But, it's a spicy uh, meatball. That's awesome. I mean, there's it's a lot of wilderness trail coming out. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. I I just wish I could I knew it was this is that's a whole new world. I know we had we had kind of talked some inside baseball. I kind of came across this big ass bottling, labeling, corking, filling machine, and it was at a relatively good price for a bid in an auction. And I'm like, oh my God, we get this super cheap. We could have our own bottling line. We do this. And I go, wait a minute. I have no freaking clue how this thing works. <laughs> so if we bought it and we put it into our, our own place, then what? Like it doesn't work. Then I got to go find some Is there guy a YouTube help. series. Yeah, I got to go can... find some. I got I to gotta hire Giuseppe to come over and help fix it. And I don't know what that's going to cost me. I might as well just buy this thing fresh. I, 30 it, grand probably. Well, I mean, you got that. It's, you know, all these bottling pieces, they all have some sort of customized components because bottle shapes are different. So you have to have it customized for your particular kind of bottle. So even if we bought it, I'd still have to figure out how do I even talk to it to even get the customized component. So it just it just compounded. My my brain started hurting at 3 a.m. because those are the things that I, I think of. Yeah. Let's just stick with the six head filler and keep using <laughs> yeah. barks down. <laughs> yeah. Keep it simple. Keep That's it right. simple. Well, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with some bourbon release news. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone 
transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. All right, everybody. There's only one bourbon release news. Well, I mean, I guess it's better than no bourbon release news because it's only the first part of the year. I mean, what'd you expect coming out of the gate that we're going to have 10 new bourbons to talk about? Hold Brian on. doesn't think so. Sorry, it cut out on me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just saying, there's no way we're going to have 10 new releases to talk about on week one. In fact, this is actually... No, I'll be on week two. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what next week brings, but let's go ahead and do this, because even this one was actually before we took a break. So this is technically a 2022 talk, but we're here now, so let's go ahead and talk about it. Hard Truth, they're based out of Indiana that we've actually gone to, selected a barrel from as well. They have announced the edition of their 2022 Hard Truth Master Distillers Reserve Collection. It is a limited time only bottling of three rye whiskey mash bills that embody Hard Truth's dedication to bringing innovation to the whiskey world. The new collection includes a chocolate malt, a caramel malt, and a malted rye. Each is mashed, distilled, aged, and bottled by the distillers at Hard Truth in Brown County, Indiana. Each unique and innovative whiskey mash bill uses specially roasted malts to impart the flavors of each expression. Chocolate malt is malted barley roasted to a very dark color, which brings flavors of espresso and chocolate, like in a porter Ooh. or a stout beer. Oh, you're, you're about that, aren't you? The caramel malt is roasted half as long and is more like caramel corn or caramel corn. What do you say, caramel or caramel? Uh, caramel. Caramel. I always say caramel. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a redneck, though. But also sticky toffee and its flavor contributions. And malted rye is a 100% rye whiskey, which utilizes a portion of the mash bill and rye grain and a portion of the rye grain that has been malted or sprouted and then kiln dried. Each of these barrel strength whiskeys originates from a select group of 8 to 10 barrels, handpicked from the Hard Truth Rack House. Each has a suggested retail price of $90. They'll be available in extremely limited quantities in Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, Michigan, Missouri, Massachusetts, and Louisiana. I was waiting for you to say they're going to do a toasted coconut you know, <laughs> Which is really good, by the way. It is. Toasted coconut yeah. rum. Yes, very good. And that sweet mash rye is fantastic. And there's a good chance some of those barrels went on ATV ride and got lost in the woods with Brian, the master distiller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're ATV, doing some good things ATV there. aged. That's what it is. That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to try this. Uh, I Like I said, I love their sweet mash rye. Love the toasted coconut and that damn maple bourbon cream i got from them is i've been making some like mart uh whatever espresso martinis but with bourbon and that gosh they're good but not to detract from the the special malting rise i'm sure they're like quit talking about our sugary <laughs> keep talking about espresso martinis i think that's what everybody wants you to keep talking about <laughs> that's right pinkies up <laughs> yeah my they, wife really likes them so i'm trying to instead of using vodka let's use you know, some bourbon. Let's just keep rolling through it. I guess that's the next thing we got to get on. We'll, we'll try to figure out how to get some bourbon cream rolling if that's what she needs. That's, she likes it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll keep the idea train flowing of, of different products we can come out with, but that is going to be it for the, the first release of 2023 of This Week in Bourbon. We did it. That was an easy one. Yeah. 28 minutes, maybe the shortest one. Everybody's like, yes, thank God. 
<laughs> we blabber on too much anyway. Yeah. We, you know, you got three hour live streams on YouTube. We might have to just start doing, I, I, I don't think anybody's going to listen to us for three hours. There's no way. I can't even listen to myself for three hours. So <laughs> I, I just don't have the energy. I don't know what we talk about. We'll, we'll, we gab too much. We're almost too serious at that point, though. We, we always, I get a little too serious into the weeds, analytical about everything. And I forget to joke about all the crap that goes on in the whiskey world, too. Well, we'll do one of the, we'll, we'll chug a bunch of espresso and, <laughs> and, uh, do a live stream for like three hours next time. I can, I can chug some espresso, but I need to do it at least two hours beforehand because it's still going to kick in and I'm going to, I'm just going to be wired. The sweat's going to be pouring down my face. It's, that's just how I roll. Yeah. I can't have coffee after 2 PM or it's guaranteed zero sleep for, for Ryan. It's our, mind racing all night. So 9am streams. That's when we're going to start doing it. <laughs> that's right. <9 a>. <laughs> Total viewers too. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be it, everybody. Cheers. Thanks for sticking with us. And we'll be back with some more bourbon release news next week. Toodles. <laughs>